How's it going, Ramiz? Going well. We are back for another stat stuff at study. Uh, I want to say this is like the sixth or seventh one. And this one, I've had a lot of fun playing with the results. Of. Yeah, so okay. I'm excited to share the results in particular here. Um, so this is uh, how to make the Hall of Fame. And the way I went about this is very similar to how I did the first study uh, in the GOAT, uh, the GOAT study, where I took a sample of guys and I kind of designed a formula using that sample of guys. And then I started feeding other guys into it and just seeing kind of where they ended up. Right. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, I took, like, I, I took a sample of guys whose status kind of varies in relation to the Hall of Fame. So, like, absolute locks, kind of more borderline guys and guys who don't make it and kind of things like that. Yep. Uh, and then I would just tweak elements of the formula um, to kind of, like, get it to work, essentially. So, right. once it gave me the results that I was looking for, it got it to work. So, um, unlike my GOAT formula, though, uh, do you remember how I got the guys for the GOAT formula? You were applying, like points to like career no how do you remember how i got my sample of guys for the group oh no no i forgot that. yeah it was through uh media articles so i took a bunch oh, of that's right, yeah. uh top 10 lists and i kind of compiled that um this time i kind of just chose guys myself and the reason is how am i supposed to get media articles on like this right. um like i took a bunch of different guys whose kind of status relation in relation to the hall of fame is uncontroversial like yep. they were a borderline guy and that's uncontroversial they were an absolute lock that's not controversial um and i've kind of based it around that um so i so yeah i started this study with the following guys uh michael jordan kobe bryant dirk Nowitzki, steve nash tracy mcgrady ray allen ben wallace chris weber chauncey billups mitch richmond and sean kemp uh, basically what I wanted from the formula was I wanted Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Dirk uh, to all be better than the other guys. And now I know Dirk is not in the Hall of Fame. That's my bad. I just forgot <laughs> when I was doing it. But I think it's pretty uncontroversial yes. that he is up there. Maybe not quite at Kobe, Michael Jordan level, but above the rest of those guys that yeah, I listed. Yeah, unquestionably first ballot. Yes, yes. So that kind of tier. So I want that top tier to be guys that are kind of like headlining their Hall of Fame class. Right. Um, Including people who haven't been in the class yet. <laughs> yes, yes. That is definitely my fault there. Um, I then I then kind of wanted Steve Nash to be a tier below those guys, but a tier above the next guys after him. Because, yep. like, obviously, two-time MVP, he didn't have all the success. He didn't quite, you know, have the scoring accolades and things like that. Yep. But still, definitely a first-time. But maybe not necessarily a headliner of his Hall of Fame class, but, like, not just kind of someone who just gets yeah, in kind of right, thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I then wanted Mc, uh, Tracy McGrady and Ray Allen to be a tee down from him, um, but kind of in the same range as each other. And they're an interesting case. They're, they're an interesting duo because they like are both definitely Hall of Famers, yeah. but for very, very different reasons. Right. Um, like Ray Allen was obviously more of a consistent player throughout his career. He was consistently very good, uh, but never had you know quite the highs that Tracy McGrady did. No. But uh, Tracy McGrady had such high peaks, but also never had the playoff success. So yeah. they kind of balance each other out in a really good way there. Yeah, I like um, that too. So yeah, I wanted them to be below Steve Nash, like a decent margin below Steve Nash, but then above our next guy. So from there, I wanted uh, Ben Wallace, Chris Webber, Chauncey Billups, Mitch Richmond, and Sean Kemp to all be a tier below kind of Ray Allen and Tracy McGrady. And those are kind of our borderline guys. Right. Um. So kind of if I achieved those results as to where those five guys were below Tracy McGrady and Ray Allen, who was below Steve Nash, who was below the other three guys... I'd be pretty confident the formula works. Yeah. Um, but later on, uh, I wanted to bolster out kind of 
that data. So I added in a few extra guys. Um, so I added Alan Iverson, who I wanted to be somewhere between like Steve Nash and Dirk. Yeah. You think that's, that's fair? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo and Paul Pierce, who are probably both around or above where Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen are. Paul Pierce definitely above those two guys. Mutombo kind of in between. Yeah, probably below the other, those two. But um, yep. Um, Chris Bosch, who I wanted to be around or kind of above the borderline guys. Like, I don't know if Chris Bosch was, like, a super big first ballot. Like, everyone is just expecting him to get in. I think there was a little bit of doubt um, as to whether he would get in. He wasn't a first ballot uh, either, Um, though, kind of because of how strong that class was. Right, and also how his career ended, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. And then I also wanted uh, Sean Marion, who I added added him, and I wanted him to be the lowest of all of these guys, essentially. Still... Kind of borderline, but still lower than the rest of these guys, including our borderline guys. So, Sean Kemp, Mitch Richmond, Chauncey Billups, Chris Webber, uh, and Ben Wallace. All right. So, now let's get into the formula and how it works. Actually, okay. first, do you have any questions? Uh, no, I think that all works out well in terms of the guys you've picked. I think there's, sample, a good, yeah. there's a good set of tiers there that I think you've hit the nail on the head with. Yeah. yeah. So, this formula has three separate elements to it. Um, so, I've looked into kind of how to make the Hall of Fame before, so that was actually the first um, podcast that was ever up on Stat Stuff. It's not up anymore. It, it was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, it predates me as well. <laughs> yeah, it did predate you. Um, but I think there are kind of three essential things that if players tick them off well enough, like they're absolutely set. So first is longevity. So not necessarily playing for a really long time, but being good for a sustained period of time. Yep. Um, next is kind of individual accolades. So that includes titles, scoring, uh, scoring titles, all-time counting stats, and awards. Um, and then third is the impact they kind of had on the sport during or after their career. Okay. So did they change the sport or league in some way, which is part of the reason why I wanted to keep Mutombo in that range yeah, that definitely. I said, because of the impact he had kind of yep. on the sport. Yep. Um, so the formula represents those three different things. All right. Um, there's quite a few elements, so we're going to be tackling them one at a time. I think there's maybe like 15 oh, wow, elements okay. in the formula, something yep. like that. So first up is longevity. Uh, so the metric in this formula is called longevity points. Wow, crazy creative, (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's it's somewhat subjective, a little bit, but uh, each player can receive up to three points uh, based on how long they were kind of around or at their peak. And obviously, I decided kind of what their peak was. So there's some subjectivity to it, though, I don't know, you're kind of losing one or two points. You don't really have a scale for how many, for what a point is worth just yet. But I will say just... If it's one or two points off, it shouldn't matter too much, really. Okay. Um, so I kind of took out years where guys were injured and like they weren't scoring as much, that kind of stuff. Um, so if they were kind of at their peak for 11 or more years, uh, they received three points. Eight to 10 years was two points. Six or seven years was one point, And five or fewer years was no points. Yep. Um, do you think that's those are fair tiers? Um, yeah, I mean... Five years at your peak sounds also pretty good, but I guess when we're talking about the Hall of Fame, uh, a certain level of longevity is needed to yeah. be, to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, as I was saying before, like the good thing about this metric and like pretty much all the metrics in this study is that a really high peak can kind of mitigate that not being very long because right. they rack up a lot of accolades and awards and things like that, which will come into play later on. Yep. Um. So yeah, again, it doesn't really matter if like the points on one or two off right. in each individual metric because there's so many different metrics yep. uh, that it can kind of be. Um, but yeah, like the idea behind this was um, like in the GOAT formula, right? It was, I looked at um, accolades over time, right? Yeah. So 
in this one, that doesn't really matter the same way. Yeah. Uh, like, a guy who comes in, plays four years in the league, and wins four MVP awards, that's worth quite a bit. But if a guy comes in, uh, plays 10 years, and wins four MVP awards, that's still worth just as much, maybe even more. Yeah, right. Um, it doesn't sort of, like, we don't we don't need the efficiency of the, of yeah, the GOAT kinda. case, I guess. Yeah, um, it's just sort of getting a sort of minimum, no matter how long it takes you. Yeah, because, I mean, I can't... The main difference is, in the GOAT formula, we were coming out with one answer here. Yeah. If one guy is the GOAT, no one else can be. Yeah. In here, if one guy's in the Hall of Fame, other guys can still yeah. be. So we can't say, this guy doesn't deserve it because this guy's better. Right. Um, so uh, that's kind of our longevity point. That's the only thing we're using to measure longevity here. I did consider going just years played in the league, but I felt like that just wouldn't mean all that much because... Right. Um, you know, you can have guys who had very sustained careers um, where they weren't that great for a good majority of it. But then um, if a guy played 15 years and he racked up a lot of accolades and stuff like that, that's going to be reflected anyway. So yeah. the individual years don't matter as much. Yeah. Um, it is an option. It is something I could potentially add, but I was pretty happy with how the formula ended up otherwise. No, I think that works. Um, so next up, we have our second metric, and that's accolade points. And uh, if that sounds familiar to you, thanks for listening to the first study. Um, so yeah, this is... A similar metric to the first study. Obviously, uh, in the first study, I did I looked at accolades over time. This time, it's just accolades. Uh, but basically, I took a bunch of different accolades and counting stats and kind of applied certain weightings to each one in how many points a guy would receive for having so many All-Star games or All-NBA appearances appearing, like being top 10 in scoring sort of thing. Um, so it's different in that the weightings are different as well, and that's been adjusted for this study. Right. Again. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into the metrics. Uh, so first up is MVP. Yep. If a guy wins an MVP award, he gets six points. Okay. So that's worth twice as much as having a peak of eleven years. I know that sounds like a lot, and some of these weightings won't make much sense. They won't sound like they make much sense. They work. Okay. <laughs> we get the answer we're looking for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year is a really weird one because for some reason, no matter what I did, I just could not get the value of defense low enough. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, guys like Ben Wallace, Dickham, and Tumbo were being overrated quite heavily. Like when I was trying to give like defensive accolades their due, kind of deserving, right? Uh, whatever the word is, but um, they were being overrated so much that I needed to just tank the value of every kind of defensive <laughs> metric. Wow. Um, otherwise, like Ben Wallace is kind of you know, he's above, like, Paul Pierce kind of range. Right, or he's right. getting into that range. And Dikembe Mutombo is getting into, like, Steve Nash kind of range. Yeah. Um, if I give them... If I give defensive stats their kind of due diligence, then obviously that doesn't work because they're not at that range. Yeah. Um, so I lowered it as much as I reasonably could. So each defensive player of the year is worth just one point. Yeah. One-sixth of an MVP award. Wow, that's, that's kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that won't make much sense, especially as we delve into some of these other stats and what they're worth. It just had to happen. Like, there was just no way around it. No, that makes sense. Um, each championship is worth 1.5 points, so worth more than a Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. Um, each Finals MVP is worth three points. That one makes sense to me, actually. But, yeah. Um, so those two metrics alone kind of cover something that none of our other metrics do. They're the only two that cover winning. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely possible to make the haul without any kind of winning or any success. I mean, I think we've seen that at this point, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to get into those top, top tiers without having some of this success. So we do de- we do need to acknowledge winning a little bit. Um, and the reason I didn't look at, like, finals appearances or whatever is, does anyone actually remember? <laughs> I don't think it plays that big of a role, no. I think no. a lot of the time, you know, sort of uh, winningness is kept out of the Hall of Fame 
conversation mm. for basketball a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, we should say that the Basketball Hall of Fame is pr- by far the easiest Hall of Fame to get into in any sport. Uh, I don't know about I'm that, not sure if you knew that. Uh, apparently, the NFL Hall of Fame is brutal to try and get into. Okay. There's lots of legends that aren't in there. and NHL's in sort of similar situations. Right. So, yeah. Uh, it's, there's a lot of basketball Hall of Famers, not so much for other sports. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so do you think Chris Paul's uh, overall candidacy was improved by making the finals this year? Uh, no, not really. No, not really. Because he was already kind of a lock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, kind like, of. if I asked you... How many conference finals Chauncey Billows made? Would you actually be able to tell me? Uh, no, not with any certainty. At all. No. <laughs> so yeah, people Do you have it there. Can I guess? I don't. Okay. Because <laughs> I didn't know either. I did not want to check. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of the idea. Winning kind of only matters when it's winning, yeah. like and when it's the championship or yeah. when it's the finals MVP. Um, and even then, it doesn't usually matter a whole lot. Um, so next up is all NBA teams, and that's worth one point. So as much as a defensive player of the year, which again is yeah. weird, but. Um, there's no distinction here. I, I've made no distinction here between first, second, third teams. Because, again, nobody remembers. Yeah. Just remember being All-NBA. Yeah. yeah. So, this, on basketball reference, this guy was listed as 11-time All-NBA. It doesn't matter if all of them were third teams. He was still 11-time All-NBA. Yeah. Um, like, I could mention a couple of guys where it's like, you'd be surprised at what their All-NBA teams kind of were. Like, I right. think Dirk only made, like, two first teams or something like really? that. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. That's off the top of my head. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't think he made that many because he was always kind of in that battle with, like, your, your Tim Duncan's, your Kevin Garnett. Yeah. But he made the All-NBA team, so that's all that matters, really. Yeah. Um, so, next up is All-Star, and each one is worth 0.75 points. So, finally, something less <laughs> valuable than Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. Um, and then we have our All-Defensive teams. No distinction, again, is being made, and each of them is worth 0.5 points. Right. I played with 0.25 points quite a bit. Yep. I felt like that just was kind of rude, honestly. <laughs> it just <laughs> felt wrong. Rude. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think all those weightings make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's our individual awards. Now we get to counting stats. Um, so for scoring, if a player has scored 20,000 points or more, which is kind of like your top 40-ish, top top 45, 50-ish, um, they get six points. So that's as much as an MVP award, but it's a lot of points, and it's really hard to reach that milestone. Um if they have scored 15,000 points, they get four uh, points added to their score. And if they've scored 10,000, they get two points. Right. Uh, anything less than that, they don't get any points. Yep. Uh, for rebounding, 10,000 boards means three points. 7,500 means two. And 5,000 means one. Um, assists, 7,000 means three. 5,000 means two. And 4,000 means one. Uh, steals, 1,750 means one point. 1,500 means 0.75. And 1,100 means 0.5. Blocks, 2,000 means 1 point, 1,600 means 0. 0.75 points, 1,200 means 0. 0.5 points, and anything less than that means nothing. Yeah. Did you catch any of that? I think I caught most <laughs> of it, and I think I agree with most of it. It's interesting blocks are sort of as low as they are, but I guess there's not that many Hall of Fame big men. I it's guess. not even that. It's like, are they in the Hall of Fame because they were good shot blockers? Yeah, I guess too. Yeah. Um, that, that's fair enough. And yeah. again, it was like I had to discount defensive stats. Like I, yeah. I initially had, um, well, I initially had uh, rebounds and assists as w- worth as much as points, and then steals and blocks worth as much as what rebounds and assists are. But that just didn't work out. Points right. are worth way too much. Yeah, like points are so so valuable when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. Um, now the last kind of thing for our uh, accolade score, we have league leader. So for each scoring title, so. If they led the league in points per game, officially for that one season, uh, that player receives two points. 
Um, and for each rebound and assist leader, they receive 0.5 points. Steel block leaders means nothing. Right. Um, again, I played with that quite a bit. I did initially have steals and blocks as worth something. I had rebounds assist worth one point as well. Just couldn't work. It just it just kept overrating our defensive only guys yeah. uh, a little bit too much. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up going with it. So all of that together, all of those metrics give us our accolade score. Okay. All right. Um, and we have one final measure, and this is the hard one because it's entirely subjective. Right. Uh, and this is impact score. Okay. How much they impacted the league. Right. Um, a score of one to five going up in 0.5 increments. Each point is worth two points. Why didn't I just do a one to 10? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> want to. Um, I like it though. <laughs> so I just kind of gave people points as to what I thought they were worth. Okay. Um, so I'll give you some indication of how I scored right. things here. So Kobe and MJ both got fives yep. for impact. Uh, I don't think that That's needs not any explanation. No. no. Uh, Dirk gets a four for kind of revolutionizing the big man position yeah, and you know, changing how European uh, big men were seen. Yep. Um, Alan Iverson gets a 4.5 for being Alan Iverson. Yeah, I could I could honestly say that might also be a five as well. Mm, yeah. I was considering it. Yeah, AI is an icon for an entire generation. Mm. Tracy McGrady gets a 2.5 almost entirely because of the 13 and 35. Yeah, I mean, He has massive. one massively iconic moment and I think that's enough to get him like at least two. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I mean, apart from that, like, obviously his play was so, like, iconic, but apart from that, I can't think of what he did for the league a mm. whole lot, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I played with jumping him up around, like, 2.5, 3. Sometimes I had him down at 2, sometimes I had him at 3.5. I couldn't decide. I eventually settled on 2.5 there. Um, and the last guy I've kind of got here um, is Matumbo. I gave him a 5 yeah. because of what he's done for the sport globally. Yeah, definitely. Um. So now what we do is we add the longevity score, the accolade score, and the impact score all together, and that gives us Ramiz's Hall of Fame score. Let's go. I have named it after <laughs> myself. I think that's very appropriate. I think so as well. Yeah. So basically, a score of 50 points or higher means the guy is just headlining his Hall of Fame class. It is, unless it's like a ridiculously strong one, unless it's like last year's class, he's yeah. headlining his, his Hall of Fame class. Um, so... I added a few more guys in here. So after I made the formula, I just started throwing guys in because I found it really fun. Yeah, that's um, Just kind of seeing where they ended up. So I'm just going to take you through all the guys that ended up in each category here. Okay. So in our headlining, we have Michael Jordan, who finished with like 130 points. Yeah, just something ridiculous. <laughs> LeBron with like 102. Kobe with like 80. Um, Kevin Durant with around 60. Really? Yeah. What was the disparity between LeBron and Kobe? Like 20. But what was what was making up that difference? In large part, uh, four MVPs versus one. Oh, yeah, true. I did forget that's about that. That's 18 points yeah, um, right of there. difference there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Durant, around 60, and that's if KD retired today. Yeah. Um, that's what I've done with all the current guys that'll be in here, and there's quite a few. Uh, Dirk at, like, 55, I want to say it was, and the lowest in this class was Allen Iverson at, like, 52. Yeah. Um, after that, a score of 30 to 50 gives us first ballot guys. So... Uh, they're not necessarily headlining. They could be. They definitely could be headlining their class in a weaker one. Like, t- technically, Tracy McGrady headlined, headlined his class. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, even this year was a bit of a weaker class all around. Mm. Yeah. Um, the top guy here is Steph Curry, who is at 49.25. So, he's literally one all-star game away from being at 50 yep. uh, and being in the headlining category. Yep. So, yeah, he's going to end up there. Yeah. Um, also, we have Russell Westbrook. This is in order, by the way, from okay. highest to lowest. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, James Harden, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, uh, Giannis, Paul Pierce, Dikembe Mutombo, Melo, and Ray Allen. Okay. I think, I mean, 
there's a couple of guys, those guys there that are going to unquestionably be headliners of their... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but think, the, yeah. they don't quite end up in that 50-point category. A lot of these guys, it's um, a lack of team success. So James Harden, Chris Paul, uh, Steve Nash. Yep. Uh, let's see. Wade doesn't have the MVPs. Yeah, the Wade trophies. doesn't have the MVP. Yeah. Russell Westbrook as well, of course. Yep. Um, and Melo as well. Um, oh, th- Russell's counting stats are going to be crazy mm, <laughs> by the end of his career. They really got him up there. And I think he will end up in the headlining category. He's quite close. Um, and he doesn't need too much more in terms of... I want to say rebounds yeah. to get like a point there. Okay. And then if he makes a couple more games, he's pretty much in there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, then we have our scores of 25 or above. And these guys fall into just our yes category. Right. These guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. Um, so they're not necessarily first ballot. Nothing says they can't be, yep. but they're not necessarily. Our top guy here is Tracy McGrady, who missed out on first ballot by 0.25 points. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Again, like like I said, I was playing around with this score so much because I was like, that doesn't feel right. But yeah. ultimately, I couldn't give him a three yeah. for impact because what did he actually do for the league? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, let's see. Other than him, we also have Kawhi Leonard, which is an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, ben Wallace was a little bit higher than I thought he would be. But yeah, I just could not <laughs> like underrate defensive stats enough. Yeah. Um, and Chris Bosh. Um, so Kawhi and Ben Wallace are definitely the weird ones. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, if, if I took, like, counting stats for steals and blocks out of this a little bit, like, right. the all-time counting stats, it might have made a little bit more sense in terms of, like, where Ben Wallace is, but, like, I don't know, the formula says he deserves to be here and not so much in the borderline category, so I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like his impact for the game is also pretty high, being that undersized big, mm. uh, and just, like, being part of that iconic... 04 Pistons team. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember what score I gave him. I think I gave him a three. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Mm. Um, and then Kawhi being here is also very interesting. Interesting. He has a lot of room to be higher. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. Um, yeah, he just needs to kind of remain healthy, get a longer peak because his peak isn't that quite isn't quite that long right now, especially with the major yep. injuries. Um, yeah, just like a few more All Stars, a few more All NBAs, and just like racking up some more counting stats is kind of all he needs. He's not, right. I, I doubt he's winning an MVP at this point in his career, especially after these major injuries. Yep. Um, another title and finals MVP, helpful, not going to do that much. Right. Uh, but like a title and a finals MVP in two years' time would get him into the first ballot category easily. Yep. All right. Um, and now we're in our borderline section. So in this case, anyone who has a score between 20 and 25 is borderline and can kind of go either way. So. Most of these guys can end up in the hall if they kind of improve their impact score, which you kind of can do after retiring is the main thing. So, um, I could leave it at that. I could say 20 or 25 is borderline, but people are here for answers. Yeah. Um, so a guy who has a score from 22 to 25, I'm saying falls into the bordering on yes category. Yeah. And 20 to 22 is bordering on the bordering and no category. Um, let's see. Um, but obviously, guys who end up in the no category doesn't mean they won't. Yeah. But it's just less likely. So in our tending towards yes category, we have Chris Webber, uh, Damian Lillard, who will easily end up in the yes category if he, um, he literally just needs one more All Star and one more All NBA, and that gets him to the yes category. Yeah. Or just like play for a few more years, rack up some stats, he'll end up in the uh, first ballot easily. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Chauncey Billups, uh, who is actually the only guy in here, um that isn't actually in the hall in okay. the, in the tending towards yes category. I very strongly believe he should be. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, <laughs> Joe Johnson's a very interesting yeah. one. Um, so actually he also isn't in the hall, but had he scored 
450 fewer points, had 60 less rebounds and two less assists, he would not even be close. He would be four yeah. points lower. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was that, that close. That like was he, the threshold for him. 20,450 points. Yeah. So if he scored 450 <laughs> less, he doesn't hit that. So uh, Joe's in? He, he's currently in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not. Oh, but right, okay. He yep, deserves to be. According to the formula, he is in the tending towards yes category. Right. Um. Uh. But yeah, no, had he not done all that, he wouldn't even be in the tending towards no category. He would just be in the no category. Oh, wow. That's crazy <laughs> to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we also have Anthony Davis, Mitch Richmond, and this is the weirdest one, Yao Ming. Yeah. And I would get to him in a second. But so Chauncey Billups, like I said, is the only... One, well, one of the only two that's not actually in the hall. I do believe he should be. Yeah. Um, but Yao, I just could not fully quantify his impact. Like, yeah. there was just nothing I could do to make his impact. Like, I consider... He'd have to be, like, a seven on that five scale. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is literally what I would have to do to get him <laughs> onto yeah, that five absolutely. scale. Like, he, he ended up intending towards yes, but just barely. But honestly, he could have made zero All-Star games and still maybe been in the hall just because yeah, of what I mean, he did he... for basketball essentially taking the league to China single-handedly. I was going to say, he brought the biggest country on earth, basketball, essentially, and made it very popular there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no way he doesn't make the Hall of Fame, despite his short career, which is what hold- is holding him back. Partially, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, um, his impact score, I gave him a five, so that's ten points. Um, he had one point for his longevity score, and then he had, like, 11 points for his accolade score. Right. So his long his impact score was as much as his accolade score, or almost as much. Yeah. Um, and that just snuck him in. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of one shortcoming of this formula, is I just can't quantify international impact. Yeah. Like Louis Scholar, we both think he's at least borderline a Hall of Famer. He yeah. wouldn't be close to this metric. Not even close if if I just put his NBA stats into here. Right, because it is technically the Basketball Hall of Fame. It is the Basketball Hall of Fame. Hall so this is... This is basically NBA-only guys yeah. here. But, yeah, we just can't quantify the impacts of guys like Louis Scholar or Yao Ming, um, right. like, adequately. Yeah. So, um, in the tending towards no category, we have uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who right. is 50 points away from tending towards yes. Yeah. Um, once he crosses that 20,000 threshold, he is in the tending towards yes category, and he has 19,951 points or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, probably going to get that. Yeah. Um, Sean Kemp, uh, Paul George, who was very well kind of on his way towards tending towards yes, um, or even just the yes category, um, he will very likely hit 20,000 points, uh, which puts him just 0.25 points away from the yes category. Um, four more all-star games, three more all-NBA teams puts him in the first ballot category. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, because he's over 30 now, surely. Mm, Um, I thought so. Where, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how his career... Not tails out, that's not the right word, but continues on from here in yeah. sort of the downwards trajectory, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. He will end up in the yes category, I'm certain about that. Yeah. And he has potential to end up in the um, uh, first ballot category. Right. Um, and the last guy in this category is Sean Marion, who is bang on 20. Yeah. All right. Um, and finally, we have our unlikely category. I didn't want to say it's a no category, but right now these guys are unlikely. They're probably not going to make it if they're retired today because almost all these guys are current players. Right. Um. So, I want to go a little bit slow with this one, just because I want to actually take you through each one and kind of what they need to do. So, at the top here, uh, with 19.75 points, so only 0.25 away, uh, is Clay Thompson. Yeah, I was going to ask about him. So, if he stays healthy for a few years and can actually uh, return to form a little bit, he can can get there. Yeah. Like, he will... Three All-Star games kind of thing, maybe an All-NBA team. He's now in the tending towards yes category. Yeah. Um, He gets a lot of credit for his impact. Um, I think I gave him a 3.5 or a 4. Okay. um, Just because... You know, being one of those shooters. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. He and it's interesting, like, if you had quantified um, his sort of where he'll finish on the all-time three-pointers made list. If, yeah. If that gives him some more points. Right, that is actually something else that I looked at. So, when I was looking at um, league leaders, yeah. um, I had uh, rebounds, assists, but also three-pointers. Right. Uh, I also had in there. I eventually took that out because it was overrating Ray Allen a little bit too much. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so leading the league and three-pointers made was kind of another one in there, but I yeah. ultimately decided against it. Yep. Um, let's see. Tied with him uh, is Kyrie Irving, actually. Okay, yeah, an interesting so, case. But he is well on track to be in the first ballot category, so he needs to make five more All Star games and like two All NBA teams. Um, and then he's in the yes category. He's probably going to get twenty thousand points. He's only seven hundred assists away from um getting a point in all time assists. Right. Um, and those things would put him in the first ballot category. So, I mean, if you retired today, no. But if you give him five more years, yes, yeah. in the first ballot category. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie is one of the most like one of the craziest um like career stats at age 25 that I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like it like right when he got traded to the Celtics which was a few years ago at this point mm. but he like he'd achieved so much like he'd just come off that finals win. Yeah. Um like so many all-stars all NBAs at such a young age. It was pretty crazy to see. And obviously that slowed down a little bit with weird situations and injuries and stuff mm. like that but um yeah definitely a supremely talented player. Yeah. Uh, next up is Derek Rose. Yeah, so yes, I, I, think was, this is I had to ask about Derek. Yeah. Um, he's at 19.25. Um, but there aren't really a lot of parts for him to improve. Right. Like, I don't see him making an all-star game. No, I don't think... Do you think a six-man of the year gets him somewhere close? I you, didn't quantify yeah, it. Yeah, but, but if you had to... That could improve... That could that would definitely add to his impact score, yeah. I would say. Yeah, um, definitely. I think... I, think the, it, oh, I mean, his impact score is a five. I've got a four currently. A four, yeah. I mean, four or 4.5 is right about where I think it is. Well, why is that? So, I've obviously got youngest MVP, and that's why I've got him for. Yeah, definitely that, but also just, like, his impact, like, it, like culturally for basketball, he's just, like, such a fan favorite of everyone. Like, everyone loves Derrick Rose. Sure. And, like, everyone wants to play like Derrick Rose, and, like, his just his explosiveness and, like, crazy athleticism as a as a point guard is just set him on a completely different level, like, culturally, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. I felt like... I, I don't necessarily recognize that. I... I felt like that was five would be too high putting him okay. on that's fair. Kobe yeah, MJ yeah. level and like Maybe even that's putting right. him yeah. around or above Allen Iverson seems a little bit off to me. But you know, if you give him that, he's still in the tending towards no category. Like if we right. were to if we were to add on those points, uh, if I were to push him up to a five, yeah, I mean, he still doesn't have a lot right. going for him. Yeah, that is always the question because if he doesn't make it, he'd be the only league MVP ever not to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Yeah, which is currently the interesting question about his career. Yeah. Um, like, he has time to rack up some more career stats. Yep. I don't know if he's going to hit any of the milestones required to earn any more points. Right. Where, where is he sitting at points currently? I did not write that down. Okay. Do you know if he's anywhere close to sort of that 20,000 I don't believe so, okay. no. Yeah. I'm mm, I'm not even sure if he's hit the 15,000 yet. 50, yeah, that's also a possibility for sure. He would get points there, but yeah. I mean, he, he has a path towards attending towards yes category, maybe, but yep. it's just not super likely. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think he might end up like someone similar to Yao, who collectively their career score doesn't reflect their actual Hall of Fame sure. sort of worthiness. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Draymond. Um, and this is a situation where I feel like I underrated him based on defense now. Right, yeah. Because, um, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of avenues to improve. Like, he guess how many career points he has? Is like, to like, the nearest thousand. It's like 9,000? Six. Really? 5.6 thousand points. That's it. very yeah. That's crazy to think about. Is yeah. he like surely he's got more rebounds than that? Um, no, he isn't. I don't okay. believe. <laughs> but no. Um, 
So yeah, he would he he needs another four and a half thousand points to get even the first milestone in scoring. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna get it. I don't think there's any way he gets that. No. Uh, luckily, he's only about six hundred rebounds and six hundred assists from a point in each of those. Yeah. Uh, so he probably will get those. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so he'll he'll end up in the tending towards no level, but like yeah. he's probably just not gonna get into the tending towards yes level. I don't see him making another All Star game or another no. All NBA team. It would take another title or two. Um. I don't remember what I had his impact score at. It was like three, three point five or something like that. That seems about right. Yeah. Um, two time defensive player of the year, three time, one time. Really, he only got the one. I think so. I thought he got two at least. Maybe I am wrong about that. Mm. But I mean, one of the most talented defensive players of this generation. Yeah. I mean, and that's I guess you know when we did well when you did have to weight the defensive metrics as you did which i think is fair to be mm. honest because when they look at hall of fame careers that isn't often always addressed but i think in situations like this is where it's really highlighted that sort of makes them hall of fame careers yeah because ultimately i feel like draymond is someone who deserves to be in the hall of fame mm. personally yeah. yeah i mean like i'm kind of in that category as well because it's yeah. like just because of how iconic the team he was on yeah um and i think his impact score can improve still like he has room there but yeah, I mean, right now the formula says right. unlikely. Not no, just unlikely. Yep. Um, after him is Amari Stadamayo, who retired not too long ago. Um, I think he is still kind of playing a little bit professionally, or he has been. Recently enough to, like, I think he's I don't a know year if he's or eligible. two from eligibility, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. But he's just not going to make it. He just doesn't, at, at least not based on his NBA stuff. Right. Um, I don't know what he's done internationally. I don't think it's anything special. It was if, always well after his peak in the NBA. If it's not, then I don't really see him making it. I, yeah, I don't think he makes it. Um. Then we have Rajon Rondo, and this actually surprised me because I thought he'd be higher. Yeah. Um, like, he has avenues to improve. 900 more points, 800 more rebounds would put him, put him in the tending towards no category. But those might not actually be doable. I don't know if he will score 900 more points. Yeah, I mean, he's not gonna, he's probably not going to average a whole lot on the Lakers this year. Yeah. Um, so and I don't know how long his career is at this point. I feel like he's two or three more years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's I don't been know if, for a while. Yeah, I don't know if he gets that nine hundred points. Yeah, I'm not sure if ultimately he's. I mean, what do you have his um, impact as? Because I feel like culturally he's a pretty significant guy. Uh, I had quite low actually. Yeah. I don't see him as that significant. I've, I think he. I think especially early on, Celtics Rondo was quite a popular player, mm. uh, and that's that's fallen off a bit. But I still think you know playoff Rondo is obviously someone. Something everyone talks yeah, about all the but time. But he's got such a negative rap as well. He does, that is true. Which yeah. I think hurts him. I think I had him in like a two or a two and a half. Yeah. Um, Like partially just because, you know, Celtics Rondo, only player to win a championship with both the Celtics and the Lakers. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, he's just got such a negative rap that I feel like people don't want to see him succeed. Yeah, that is, I think there's a lot of that too. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So he just won't, he just kind of won't have enough years of sustained success to kind of get there. Yeah. Like he, he was... I think he has four all-star appearances, which just isn't enough. Yeah. How many all-defensive does he have? Not many. Not many? Okay. Um, oh, I don't remember, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. Next up is uh, Kevin Love, who is very solidly in the unlikely category and won't be able to climb. Um, yeah. He just doesn't, uh, like Rondo, he just doesn't have enough years of being legitimately really good. Yeah. Um, five all-star appearances. If, if he had been healthy the last, like, three years and actually good and, like, yeah. on a good team, maybe a different story, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Lowry, same kind of category as Kevin Love. I think yeah. Kyle Lowry is more of an impact guy. He's kind of more liked um, among yeah. NBA fans, but he has more chances to improve as well. Like, he can rack up some more career... Uh, accolades and maybe end up in the 10 in towards no category 
just not super likely. Yeah, not super likely that it has a real impact on his Hall of Fame chances mm. from here on out. Yeah. yeah, and our final guy that I looked at was Jokic, who okay. barely avoided the bottom category of just no. Yeah. Because um, if he retired today, he's just not there. Yep. He's just not close, really. So he um, he has 15.25 points. Below 15 is just no. Yeah. Um, obviously, he has a lot of room to improve. Definitely. Um, <laughs> You know, he'll likely end up with at least 15,000 points, maybe even 20,000. He'll get the 10,000 boards, maybe the 7,000 assists. So that's 12 points right there. Yeah. Um, six more All-Stars, six more All-NBAs. He's kind of like in the 38 range. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think he's a lock for those six All-Stars. Yeah, I would say so. And probably the six All-NBAs as well. Yeah. I don't know if he quite... I don't know if he necessarily gets those counting stats, but yeah, no. <laughs> he, yeah. He's... Currently, if he were to retire today, he would not make the haul. Yeah, which I think... Makes sense. Is, it makes sense, yeah. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's... It. That's yeah. everyone I went through. Um, was there anyone that you thought I should have gone through? Uh, Mello would be interesting. I did do Mello. You did? Yeah. Where did he finish up? He finished um, in the first ballot category, but oh, okay. closer to the bottom. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking gold medals there as well. What mm. sort of... Yeah. If, how much that jumps him he up. He was around Paul Pierce range, I think. Yeah. That makes sense in terms of careers. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe he gets a championship this year too. Maybe. So yeah. Which bumps him up even more. Um. No, I think this is really good for me because I think all your findings sit appropriately in yeah. terms of current discourse about guys that are looking to head to the Hall of Fame next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of been quantifying it. Like I used all those guys to quantify it. And then, yeah, I chucked all those modern guys in, all those current guys in. And it was interesting to see where some of them ended up. Like, I was surprised by how high Kevin Durant was. I guess right. it wasn't like that crazy, but yeah. um, like above Dirk was kind of where he finished. Yeah. Which I. I Think put him at fourth in the entire no, th- yeah, fourth in the entire study, just yeah. below Kobe, which is, I mean, I think Durant's been a better player than I think Durant's definitely been a better player. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, the thing like if he retired today, yeah, yeah, kind of thing like he would still be there, but yeah, he would, I guess. Yep, same MVPs, more same, titles, more titles, more titles, finals MVPs, more uh, league, well, led the league in scoring a couple of times or oh, yeah. at least once, at the, multiple times. I feel like. Might have been three. Yeah, something crazy. Mm. Um, Which Dirk never did, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out Durant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did give him a pretty not great impact score. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of culturally, yeah. Yeah. um, I think that's more or less fair. I mean, I think fans love watching him play. Mm. I just think everything else (laughs) is not been great. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's one issue I had with the study in that, like, there's a lot of recency bias in terms of, like, impact score. Like, yeah. Oh no! It's hard for us to go back and think about you know like Tracy McGrady or something. Yeah, I don't know what kind of impact he had. Yeah, we weren't watching the league then. Yeah, but um, no, very well done again, Ramit. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing with this one. Um, if anyone has anyone they want me to chuck into the formula, so it can even be guys who are currently in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube. Check it. Um, on like the short or on TikTok or any, just send us an email. Just let yeah. me know somewhere <laughs> yep. um, that you want me to chuck a guy and I'll, I'll reply with uh, his score. Yeah. And I think we, we can definitely return to this sort of every Hall of Fame year, uh, which I guess is every year, mm. and sort of rank these guys in terms of where they would have ended up. Yeah. Because I'm not sure who we got next year. I think Wade's eligible next year, if it's still for three years. Mm, it'd be Wade. It's going to be Dirk. Yep. Um, who else did Vince finish that same year no he finished the year after didn't yeah he? yeah. Oh, I didn't do Vince Carter Vince would have been interesting <laughs> that's a good one because his peak wasn't very long mm. but he's got the sort of you know he's been around forever obviously. that's actually a really good one I'm going to yeah. do that after this episode eh? okay <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that's just about it. Um, unless you had any more questions or anything you want to ask. Um, no, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All at stat underscore stuffers. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.